race car spelled backwards is still race car. Welcome to the race car spelled backwards podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Brad. Amy, and this is the Race Car Spelled Backwards podcast. Hot off a weekend in Atlanta. We were here in Atlanta at the track, sitting up in the champion grandstands. It was sunny, it was hot, and it was good racing. Jamie, what did you think, man? Oh, it was hot, Atlanta. It's back, baby. It's back. I don't care what all the naysayers say. Screw them. Dude, I heard a lot of negative opinions today listening to nascar radio reading the negative world of looking at jeff gluck's poll almost had me so pissed off i couldn't think i mean it's just i was setting those stands for five hours pretty much yesterday and for four of those five we were watching racing me at my age 30 I loved it. You at your age, you loved it. My son at 14, he loved it. He's the future of our sport. And he loved it. It was good racing. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it other than it was phenomenal racing. I don't know. I think the drivers there, they, I mean, it was seat of the pants. I mean, I was excited every lap. Pretty much. I mean, there was a couple times where we went single file for a few laps. And then someone would wreck, and we were back to double file. I don't get the naysayers, other than they're like uh, parrots that just repeat what their drivers say. And maybe the drivers hate it because it's seat of their pants. Maybe. I, I, you know, I saw somebody on Twitter say, to ride around in a pack takes no skill. Like, have you tried driving that close to other eight miles an hour if it takes no skill why do we have certain drivers we know are really good at super speedways and i don't know if i would call atlanta a super speedway race technically i mean yes it's very similar to daytona and talladega there's a lot of differences too in my opinion i mean i've set in stands at, at daytona i've set in the stands at talladega and now i've set in the stands the new reconfigured Atlanta, I see the similarities. Drafting's important, but it's a smaller track. It looks like everything's happening a lot faster. So, like at Talladega and Daytona, you'll see the teammates try to wait on each other, work together with different manu- with their manufacturer, and I just don't think there's enough time for all those shenanigans at Atlanta. I feel like every happen much faster oh yeah and it wasn't just your teammate it is all i'm sure that there were spotters talking up to together the whole race going all right all right we'll push you for a few laps i mean it was and i i've heard some you know discussions from other people that are in the biz and they're like is it racing or is it entertainment? Well, you know what? It's both. Otherwise, we wouldn't pay to sit in the stands or sit there on a Sunday and watch TV. It's both. Yeah, that's like I've been listening to Dave Moody this afternoon, and people are calling in saying, 
you know, Kyle Bush made the comment yesterday. He made a lot of comments on the scan I heard, but on the TV, he made a comment that he's no longer a race car driver. He's an entertainer. I'm yeah. sorry, but if entertaining races, does that mean you enjoy non-entertaining races? Because I quit going to Atlanta because it was non-entertaining. And I live seven miles from the racetrack, and I quit going. I quit going, too. I live 25 miles south of it. I mean, it's just straight up from my house on 341. I mean, I go out to 341, go up 25 miles, and I'm at the track. Well, I haven't gone in a long time because it's boring. Exactly. I took my son... I took my son team and we left when the race, I mean, we finished the race. Of course we watched the end, but when we left, he looked at me and said, Hey, I don't ever want to go back. You know, he was, I guess he was kind of spoiled because we've been going to Vega for years when we lived in Alabama. And then I bring him back here to Atlanta when we move home and take him to the race. And he's like, can we drive to Talladega? Because that was the most boring race I've ever seen. And I'm looking at him during the race playing games on his phone. You saw him yesterday. Very attentive. You, he couldn't take I didn't see eye. the phone come out. He didn't even ask to go to the bathroom. I mean, I don't think we ever went to the bathroom miss a single lap. No, it's the kind of racing I'm willing to pay to go see. Yeah, I mean, really, the last couple of years, I've watched the highlight roll on YouTube. And with Just Cause, I mean, the last thing I saw interesting was the last 20 laps when Blaney was trying to catch up with Larson. That whole race was just boring, except for those last 20 laps, because Blaney was just, I mean, he was just gaining inches every lap. If that race was another 10 laps, he would have won. And that was well, the only drama in the whole race. Well, apparently 34% of the people who vote on Jeff Gluck's poll think the race sucked. So those 34% are probably the 34 people or three. 40, however many it is, who were at the Atlanta race going, this is great racing. Yesterday was a packed out crowd. I've seen at Atlanta in years. I think they said eight years, eight or nine years since they've had this many people at a race. And everyone around us was talking about how great it was. Yeah. So why do people change their mind? They on the way home, interviews or saw tweets. This morning and change their mind, whatever. Honestly, I watch, you know, I think you did as well. We both watched the race today on TV. I had recorded it from yesterday, so I watched it today on TV just to kind of get an idea of how the broadcast booth did and Fox in general. Yes, there's a lot of commercials and all that BS that's typical with Fox, but they did a good job of showing a good race. They didn't spend on in-car views or fancy camera angles that show the bottom of the car and the asphalt passing by. Nothing stupid like that. It was just racing. You had the legend in the booth with Jeff Gordon. 
phenomenal. I mean, Thank I, God he came back. Dude, I, Boy, that was nice. I miss Jeff. <laughs> yep. I miss Jeff too. He and Quint, they just play off of each other, make it a Oh, I think Clint ups his game whenever Jeff's in the booth. Because he, well, he had to he had to up his game on the track too. <laughs> Jeff was on the track. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or I had to or I had to run from him. <laughs> yeah. Let's not fight. Not here. <laughs> now, I mean I, it was the TV coverage, maybe. You know, like I said, I went back and watched it on TV. I know you did as well. But I still saw person, so Watching it on TV, I knew how good it was. I mean, and I knew rewatching the race, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what happens. This is what happens. And, you know, and then it happens. So maybe if I was only watching it on television, I would not have the view that I have. But having been there in person, I'm right. I mean, they're having a July race in, in Hotlanta, which is disgusting. We're, we're talking about going back. Yeah, if we can get covered seats, we're in. It's a, yeah, I mean, it's a day it's race. It's going to be 100 degrees, 90%. I mean, you'll want to shower in between, you know. And, yeah, but you can't because even the toy, the urinals are cut in half bathtub. It's 100 yards long. But... <laughs> what I... That's All SMI right. for you. Look, SMI had a good turnout I hope they take the money that they made off ticket sales, reinvest 100% of that back into the facility, make sure Denny Hamlin has some toilet paper to wipe with, because apparently he needs that. He gets mad when he talks about it. Make sure he's got that. Make sure you can. Look, it's 22. We can get rid of the trough. I'm just saying. Hey, but, you know, Denny's a spoiled little brat, forgets his roots. I remember stories about how they had to beg and borrow to get him to a race, but now we're talking a man that goes to an SMI track, bitches about no toilet paper, gets crashed out in the race, runs over to his $25 million jet and flies home before the race is over. In the meantime, you know he's got toilet paper in his million-dollar RV. Now, I've been going there forever, and I do know since the Smiths bought it, it sucks. Guess what I had in my backpack? A oh, roll of toilet paper. Never leave home without it. <laughs> and I didn't bitch about it because over the years, I know that if I get the Rhea and I'm sitting there, there's no toilet paper, I'm screwed. So I've always brought, for at least the last 10 years, my backpack with toilet paper in it. I will then say he this. needs to grow up and do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Denny wants to throw trash or negativity towards SMI. I don't disagree that they need to reinvent. I mean, put it this way: we spent time at the Daytona Speedway down there in Florida during the twenty-four hours of Daytona this year. That beautiful track, track is beautiful. I mean, you could eat off the floor inside the track and not feel nasty. Oh. Well, you know, I dropped a piece of my hot dog on the floor, looked at it, and go, you know, five-second rule. That's how clean it is. I will say this. The champion grandstands, if you 
section versus the 100 section, they've removed every other row and added a bar top in. That was frigging awesome. It was leg room, and, you know, I put my backpack on the where the old seats used to be behind in front of me. So Yeah, never had to really need it out. They could walk right past us, and we didn't have to stand up. I didn't feel cramped. I mean, it that was it was very much worth the twenty dollar difference between the one hundred section and the two hundred section to have that bar top. And I didn't even know that was there until I got in the stands yesterday. No, it was a pleasant surprise for me as well because I know SMI owns the track, and we didn't expect anything nice. <laughs> no, you know the hot dogs were tasteless. Coke was watered down. I will say that, like I was, I was looking at my receipt from the hot dog cheese I bought yesterday, and only thing I'll say is the Smiths, Marcus Smith, go to the Mercedes Stadium in Atlanta, man. For what I spent thirty bucks on a hot dog, a cheeseburger, and two cokes yesterday, we could have got this drinks i mean you can get papa john's pizza exactly like it's it's crazy you could get brisket barbecue at the mercedes-benz stadium in atlanta during a falcons or uh atlanta united game for like five bucks and you get a full course meal for 10 bucks but you know besides the nasty bathrooms and rundown facility the racing was great and no matter how much I had to pay for that hot dog, it will not take away from this was the best race in my life at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And I've been going since the 90s. I took a couple year break because of crappy racing. This was entertaining. This was good racing. A little on the long side, we could have run a 400 mile race there and I with it, but. All 500 miles were entertaining. They were. And 400, I would have been just as happy. I could have got home when the sun was up. But, no, overall, I mean, if I was, if you were to give it a grade, what would you give it? A to F. Oh, it's it's an A plus. No arguments. I'd give it a solid A. I don't know if I'd go A plus. I think I've sat through so snooze fest at atlanta i mean look atlanta motor speedway is the only racetrack where i've ever taken a nap in the stands during the race i've done it i've actually done it twice once i was sober once i might not have been so sober but still i've wake sober at other racetracks don't give me nap time during the middle of a race other if you're gonna if you're gonna give me boring just give me 200 miles then now, I've been, I mean, I've been going since the 80s. I've uh, been with my grandfather, my father, my kids. Four generations have gone there. I think old grandpa would have enjoyed that race. This is the God best. Rest his soul. It's the best race since the Reconfirm 97. <laughs> no, you're right. 100% correct. From start to finish. I mean, we've had some good finishes over years but i mean 100 percent of this race was entertaining and i got like we said at the beginning of this show if you're yes we don't want to be manufactured 
manufactured entertainment, but we are manufactured entertainment. NASCAR sets the length. NASCAR picks the cars. It's all manufactured, really, if you think about it. They I pick mean, the 550 horsepower package. I mean, you know, they, they did create it, but I'm telling you, I'm willing to watch it again. Heck, I watched it again. We did watch it again. Yeah, we hey. did twice. But <laughs> We've seen the Atlanta race twice in less than 24 hours. <laughs> well, I'm willing to go as far as uh, I'm considering going in July. Yep. Well, yeah, we saw 46 total lead changes. That was 20 different drivers. Both of those are track history record sets. I also saw something that was like 141 green flag lead changes. I mean, that's insane. There you go. You know, I I think we need to say we're the originators. We are the home of the statisticals. It was oh. invented here. 100. Nobody ever until we started this show. Yeah. That's what Can't it takes. Wait. Two dyslexics with a podcast. And we come up with some catchphrases man statistical go ahead go ahead with your big saggy statisticals statisticals and meat sticks you can only find them here on the spell backwards podcast and happy sacks and happy sacks you can wash your meat sticks well maybe not. (laughs) those though (laughs) those are due the happy sack and the meat straw are due to uh hotel reviews so we had (laughs) we had 11 calls Yesterday for 65 total laps. Um, you know, I went through all the cautions and today and rewatched them, and I didn't see any caution that really stood out that was more or less. I mean, on lap 102, you had Kyle Bush and Austin Dillon. Well, Denny wasn't involved in it technically, but Kyle Bush got into Austin Dillon, sent him around putting Kyle Bush in the wall. Ty Dillon saw his brother wrecking up there and decided he was going to hit the wall and try to take Briscoe out at the same time. And, you know, it's it seemed to me that it was just the cautions that happened were because people were getting really big runs and running into did each you, other. Did you see Kyle Bush though, after that? I mean, he ran a few laps after they fixed them up, but... He came in for a pit. I mean, they're waving their pole out with this, you know, M&M stop sign, and they're all at the pit box, and he goes to the garage. Oh, it looked like they didn't know he was going to the garage. I think that was the second wreck he got in. Right? Or maybe it, maybe it was the same one. I, I know when he spun out, the crowd, of course, went crazy. Well, we had our, our buddy one row in front of us. Reb. Is, I'm going to call him Reb because that's what it said on his tattoo on his back. Oh, see, I've been calling him Daryl. <laughs> Daryl? Well, he could be a Daryl from, like, Walking Dead. All right, so let me, let me before you go into Daryl or Reb. No, no, let's go back to the statisticals. We can talk about Daryl later because I'm going to post pictures of him. I mean, maybe not his face because we didn't get a uh, – Whatever well, you call that, thing we don't have, we saw. don't have to we come back to Daryl later. We can talk about Daryl now. I just need to paint the picture. So we had this guy in front of us. He had a beautiful 
waterfall mullet flowing. I'm talking it was just perfect waterfall mullet. He had Don't on forget a, his porn star mustache. Handlebar mustache. <laughs> Dude had no shirt on, beer belly, and skinny. Cut off joints that were definitely too short. A Clemson tattoo. Tiger's tattoo. Clemson orange on and a Chase Elliott hat. This guy, I mean, I don't know if his name was Daryl, but he looked like a Daryl to me. But because he had REB tattooed on his back, I don't know what that means. Or was that for Reba? And he ran out of money to finish the tattoo. Maybe it's his wife. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe they charge twenty five dollars a letter. I don't know. But and this... these the. He'll be uploaded to our website. Oh, wants to look. Yeah, we'll have we'll have a picture of him. Like I don't I don't have any personally of his face because I wish I had that mustache. But I I do have a profile of his mustache. I, I'll put it on there. I don't have. Well, this guy literally, y'all have no idea. This guy shot Cowbird every single lap for a hundred and forty something laps. And it wouldn't just finger in the. He would give him the double birds. He would wave him on. He would like pretend he and was he would fishing. pivot from from oh, turn yes. four all the way to ten turn one. It was absolutely amazing to watch. I've never laughed so hard. And the people next to us, they're like, "I don't understand. What's his problem?" I'm like, look. I think that was their first race. It was. So were... I asked him. I asked that guy. I said, is this your first NASCAR race? He said, yes, the first one. You know, they were having a time. They loved it. Big Bubba Wallace fans. Shout out to them. I'm glad they came. They got Kyle Bush anti-fans for the first time, though. And if you've never race, you don't understand the passion non-Kyle Bush fans have for hating Kyle Bush. You know, my son, he's, like I said, he's. 14, he's watching this guy and laughing because ever since he was eight years old, he has seen that passion for the anti-Kyle Bush fans. So I told that guy, I said, look, they just dislike him. He goes, no, there's more to it. So he actually oh, asked, yeah, there was. he leaned up and asked that guy, he goes, hey, why do you know, why are you shooting the bird to Kyle Bush? He goes, oh, I don't like him. That was it. And I told him, I said, you were witnessing the people who don't Kyle Bush, and when they don't like Kyle Bush, they don't like him very passionately. And it was awesome. I loved it, man. And you could look around, and he wasn't doing it. He was just right in front of us. I mean, they did was... you see the guy that? I mean, the sun was hitting us. It had to hit eighty in the stands or hotter. All that silver on the metal stands. But did you see that guy? Full blown winter jacket. And long pants and a hoodie on under his jacket. It was a camo jacket. And every race, he would bring him in like an airplane dude at the airport, bringing the airplane in. <laughs> and then as they passed, he would go ahead and dap, pointing towards turn two. I took a picture of him, too. Yeah, I, know I don't that. know how he didn't die of heat exhaustion. That one Chase Elliott fan in front of us to the left was showing more crack than a Richard Pryor concert. I mean, I every, could not take a picture of that because he was bigger <laughs> than me. Every time he, <laughs> every time he 
stood up. All I wanted to do was tap him on the shoulder and ask him, can you please pull up your pants, big, huge, sir? I wasn't going to say anything. I mean, the dude was like three of me, but it was awesome. We, and I mean, it, it was a wife beater Chase Elliott t-shirt. Oh, no sleeves. It wasn't a wife beater, but I don't think the sleeves fit around his arms. Oh, was that it? He was just so large. He was he was hoss, dude. He was totally hoss. Guns out, guns out, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, we had a couple other cautions. Um, we had the big one at lap one forty. Took out just about everybody. Uh, Denny Hamlin, I believe, caused that one by wrecking Kyle Larson a little or aggressively drafted, we can call it. I uh, think that's how Denny likes to term it. I was aggressively drafting. Well, Denny just says it's everybody else's fault. So Denny does nothing wrong. Just ask him. He'll See, tell you. I have a theory about that. I think he had a dingleberry and he had to scratch it and he didn't just, pay attention. Scratching his butt and ran into. Somebody yeah, it was butt. itchy from not being clean because he didn't have toilet no to- paper. So, so it's Denny, the Smith's fault, fault, actually. <laughs> <laughs> How am I supposed to wipe my butt with no toilet paper and then race aggressively without wrecking people? Thanks. Yes, I had anal itch. That's the Charmin. <laughs> yeah. So then you had another, we had a couple more cautions after that. The one I really want to talk about I, I watched Ford on TV because TV didn't show it, and that kind of pissed me off. If you only watched on TV, you do how big of an idiot that Michael McDowell, mate, Ty Gillen are. These guys oh God, were running. They were, they were morons. Laps. I'm talking for multiple laps. They're running front and back. Just They're in line drafting together. Here comes the whole field. We're going in turn one. These guys are coming out of turn two. And they're 15, 20 mile an hour slower than the pack. I mean, they were. They're just creeping along. Well, as soon as the cars come up to pass these guys to lap them, what do they do? They start racing side by side. Now, I heard Mike. Well, that wasn't what the communication was supposed to be. We were all supposed to go to the bottom. How do you screw that up? There's only two people team michael mcdowell and todd gillen they're teammates get it right the i mean are there spotters did they quit they don't even need a spotter they got their monitor and the physical rear view mirror there's no way when you see 20 cars going 15 to 20 mile an hour faster coming off of turn two that your ass isn't puckered man there's just no way they were puckered dude and then they they freaked out and went side by side. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to get their sponsors some TV time by getting wiped out. They got their sponsors some TV time, and they dang near killed Cody Ware. I mean, Cody Ware took a hit into the wall that was just dangerous looking, but he walked but away. Cody was running slow, too. I mean. Oh, the fact that Cody Ware is still allowed on the track is asinine to me. There's no reason for safety purposes that allow Rick Ware to enter a car into a race ever again. But we saw a rookie and a veteran, the oldest guy racing. We saw Harvick and Harrison Burton 
they dipped down to allow the pack to get past them. They were just making laps, too. I mean, we know Harvick got wrecked out. Harrison Burton, I don't know to go faster than 150 or what. But they were smart enough to get out of the way. You know, Harrison Burton got sent to the rear of the field before the race started for unapproved adjustments. So he what was that? Been... He needed. They had told him to remove the yellow pages from 1982. He was sitting on so he could see over the dash. Well, no, he failed inspection twice. I say unapproved adjustments. I really don't know exactly. It says he failed inspection twice. Is why he went to the back. Brad Keselowski had unapproved adjustments, but I don't know what he did to fail inspection. But when they, whenever. They fixed it so he would pass inspection it easily slowed his car down 40 miles an hour oh it was i thought maybe they said you're a rookie you get a four-cylinder <laughs> for safety reasons well i don't know it was pretty <laughs> bad though because he harris in a car that should legitimately be faster than cody ware and i think cody ware was going faster than harrison burton yesterday no i think i saw him Catch up to Harrison Burton. But, Harrison, you know. He got passed he a his, lot. He kept that car clean, though. I mean, it looked like it still had armor on it and a nice buffing when he finished. But, well, he finished 25th. He was only well, four, yeah, four Everybody behind him wrecked out. They were already home watching the finish. They, they hopped on with uh, Kyle well, and Danny. You're 100% correct, though. I mean was the last running car on the track so yeah he finished dead last but you know what he could have finished 37th but no he chose to drive around on the bottom of the track 30 miles an hour slower and because he was and, smart you know, stayed out of the way smart yeah he and he, he got a 25th were, place he and harvick were smart enough to get out of the way well i mean heck he had a lot of the guys who didn't finish is what's kind of amazing to me. I mean, you had names like Kyle Busch, Cole Custer, Denny Ham, Denny Hamlin, the Dillon brothers, Ricky Stenhouse. That didn't shock me too much, but the you know, I mean, but you saw Austin Dillon when he wrecked out, went across the infield, came up pit row the wrong direction, then took a hard right turn and basically ran into the wall in his pit box. He couldn't even park it in the pit box. I don't know if they were seeing how well he could drive drunk or what <laughs> the heck was going on with him. Dude, I saw some guys driving out of the track last night that shouldn't have been, and they were doing a better job than what he did on pit road. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what the heck? It was insane. So, I don't know. It's... When we're at a super speedway race, I really truly believe, or a, I guess I don't want to call it super speedway. I don't know what we need. But when you're at a race where drafting matters, if you're that much slower than the field already and you can't get with anybody to draft with them, maybe you should just, out. that's six races a year where drafting is important. Day Talladega, Atlanta. It's not going to affect Cody Ware in the points that much. He misses those six races. It might add to life and the life of other people. Yeah, and, you know, it is it is up to NASCAR when you drive like that. 
they need to, I mean, if you're not a smart driver, I mean, we saw Harrison and Kevin Harvick, they got out of the way, but someone, an official watching the race, you go, geez, man, this guy needs to, he just needs to go to the hauler. Just tell him to get off the track. He's going to, what's the difference between a 31 finish and a 27 anyway? A couple of grand? A pair of jorts and some cowboy boots, probably. Well, I mean, maybe his dad has the money. But obvious his dad has the money because they wreck more cars than just about anybody else on the track. And they have consistently done that year over year. So I don't. I don't what personally point do know you think, what Rick Ware does at what to make point, money. At what point do you think Rick Ware sits Cody down and says, hey, you know, racing really isn't your thing. <laughs> what well, you would think after he spent millions, he'd probably go, Cody, you suck. <laughs> well, his brother I mean, we all or something. We all have gifts. I mean, my gift isn't in driving a race car. Maybe Cody's isn't either, and his dad just needs to point that out to him. I I can assure you, if I sucked at something, would not have hesitated to tell me you suck and go do something else. And it wouldn't have been out of out of being mean. I mean, it would be that's looking for me. You know, I might think I'm great. And the rest of the world might think I suck. So I need somebody like my dad to tell me, you suck. Don't do it again. And then I can quit doing things like that. So maybe Cody yeah, Ware's like daddy don't love him enough. I don't know what it is, but Rick needs to come up to his son and say, son, have you ever thought about working in the office? We've got an administration role that's just come available. It's called secretary. I think you're vice really president good. of competition. Exactly. I mean, that would be nice. <laughs> or head of sales, you know, he can get sponsors. It doesn't mean that he, I mean, he might find his calling doing something else, his purpose within the race team. Maybe he could just be drive a hauler. Quentin Howe, oh. he, he found his calling wasn't NASCAR and moved on, so... It's it happens. People, not everybody who wants to race in NASCAR gets to race in NASCAR. I love the sport, yeah. but I probably you know, I mean, my grandfather was an engineer, my dad an economist. They both told me math isn't your thing, son. <laughs> hey, I heard it. I heard it growing up. If you're gonna be dumb. You better be tough. <laughs> yep. uh, I get I Rick must not have told Cody that one. <laughs> well, I mean, it's called too much money. Well, then we had at the end of the race, obviously William Byron won. I, one thing I want to say about William Byron winning, it was really cool to see the Chase Elliott fans, the Alex Bowman fans, and the Kyle Larson fans cheering. At the end, I mean, I, I'm a Hendrick Motorsports fan. I like Chase. I like, I really, I told you, I'm probably going to become an Alex Bowman fan. In fact, everybody hates him. So he's definitely the show's favorite driver, but he's becoming mine as well. 
it was well, cool to see the parody there for the fans. I mean, because the majority of the fans. I, know, I, I think all the people that root for, and there was what ninety percent Chase fan. I'm a Chase fan. But I was I would say seventy five percent Chase Elliott fans and twenty four percent Kyle Busch fans. Yeah, <laughs> and one thing, and I don't know his religious views, but. Byron driving a Liberty University sponsored car. And it's like a Christian because I was like, you know, that pairing makes sense. He's he seems to be humble. Very well and, spoken. Yeah, yeah, and he's living the definition of a Christian. So I'm gonna just say that, you know, that sponsor and him pairing is great pairing. From Liberty University. When he was driving, well, then I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume he's a Christian then. But well, I'm good with. I mean, I like I said, I I have a lot of respect for the kid. He's a young kid. He dominated the truck series. He drove for Junior Motorsports. So, you know, when you drive for Junior Motorsports, you're automatically always at the top of my list. I'll pull for anybody who drives for Dell Junior. I mean, that's all it takes. Do you think when Kyle was sitting at home watching the rest of the race on the big screen TV and he won, he said, that son of a bitch, he keeps packing in the winds. Oh, I'm sure he was saying something stupid. You know, I love Bush. I like the fact that he's outspoken. Knowing at times because, like, Kyle Bush gets out of the car and just dogs the car, dogs the track. You know, when he wrecked, his wife was throwing stuff, pitching Walmart pit. cars. Did you see his wife out in the whole pit box? She's like jumping up and down the whole pit box. Like, whoa, calm down there, lady. She's only 80 pounds. It's like a family of piss poor attitude. Yeah, but his fun. older brother is really chilled out. Well, he went to counseling. Didn't he have like sports psychologist counseling for being an yeah, he did. I, it might have been mandatory, but he's like the elder statesman. And, well, I've always said this, as long as we've done this show, as long as we've talked racing, we're going to miss the bushes when they're gone. Oh, no doubt. But I have become a Kurt Bush fan in the last five years. When he went over to Stuart Haas, I'm like, this guy, occasionally he'll lose his shit, but he really has calmed down. And I'm going to tell you, after watching the race yesterday, him, he has been a great influence on Bubba. I've ragged on Bubba on our little show here. Bubba drove the shit out of his car. Well, Bubba's a very good drafting racer. Whether it's Talladega or Daytona, Bubba's always been good. I mean, heck, he won at Talladega. Daytona second twice. So... Bubba knows how to drive a car. There's no doubt about it. I think the Toyotas are lacking a little bit of speed this year. So yeah, they're they have they they haven't won yet. Help. I'm gonna make it about Kurt Busch that I don't agree with on this, but Bush is taking over the role of man the garage from Jeff Burton. 
since Jeff Burton retired, I feel like yeah. Kurt Busch has stepped up and filled that role pretty well. I think so, too. And I think the pairing, I don't know how Denny and Michael Jordan thought of bringing him, what went into it when they were baking that cake. Because, as you know, I have great respect for Denny Hamlin. <laughs> um, but the cake came out good. And I think it's working. And I think both of them will win a race and maybe multiple races. Oh, for the twenty three eleven team. Yeah, I think Kurt will win multiple races. This Kurt one race this season guaranteed. And in, in my opinion, it's a guarantee. I mean, he finished third yesterday. So that's and considering what he I mean, it bounced off everything on the That's another thing. You had Ross Chastain blow a tire, hit the wall, and guess where he finished? Second. Dude, Kozlowski raced his way up there. And uh, these these type of racing, these tracks like this, like Atlanta, Talladega, and Daytona, I think it really helps with some performance, performance issues. So I will say the only Toyota I noticed struggling yesterday was Martin Truex Jr. He could not be the leader. Well, he the leader. He couldn't be the the pusher he couldn't hold on to it but even if he was leading the pusher was too fast so he would pass him and then when mark jumped back in and draft back up to him the power just wasn't there it, i mean the toyotas are visible in speed isn't I mean, it strange that their toyotas they sold to 2311 are performing better than the toyotas at jgr I have a theory on that. Would you like to hear it, Jamie? Yeah, I would like to hear that theory. So my theory is 11 Toyota is the probably been the best and most consistent performing Toyota of the year. Kurt Busch has the best attitude. You have Kyle Busch and his crap attitude. Denny Hamlin and his crap attitude. Bubba. So I don't know how his attitude is, but I don't think it's as positive as Kurt's. Kurt, you it's like he could and somebody could take a dump right next to him in the car. You're gonna have to drive five hundred miles with my crap in your car and be like, Okay, no big I can do it. Just glad yeah. to be here. But hasn't Kurt won driving Fords, Dodges, Chevys, and he needs to win for a Toyota, doesn't he? Correct. If he went, win, not if, when he wins, he will have won in five cars. I think he will be the only driver to every manufacturer. I could be wrong, but he's definitely will be the only active driver to do it. No, it doesn't seem to matter what you throw him in. He's going to compete. And I, to... I like him. I don't know why. I, I just. I like the guy. Used to hate him, but he's turned me. So one of the one of the things that's been brought up a lot on social media today is drivers getting out of their cars and saying such negative things about the the reconfiguration, the car, whatever it might be. You had Joey Logano say, "This is typical speedway racing. Everyone keeps crashing." 
what you expect. That's what the fans want. Crash, crash, crash. I'm sorry. I was there yesterday. If we would have had zero cautions for crashing, the action would have st- to watch on the track. Mm-hmm. I could care I less. I don't need the wrecks to make it exciting. I need the side by side. The that's what I want to see, and that's what this. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt Busch get out. out. I mean, not Kurt. Sorry, Kurt. Yeah, Kyle get out and say he's now just entertainer. He said this car was made at Walmart. You even had Chase Elliott get out and say that drivers are now becoming entertainers. But if the fans like what they see, then it is what it is. The fans are going to get what they like. You know, you had Jordan Bianchi on the Teardown podcast last night give their opinions. And honestly, Jeff Gluck don't have a very good opinion of the Atlanta race. He was he was kind of negative, and I think his negativity is from the fact that he's worried every mile and a half track now is going to go and do a repave so they can copy Atlanta, and then we're going to be stuck with 20 super speedway races well, a year. And I fear that, too, because I don't, I don't want every mile and a half to be like Atlanta. And the Smiths just overdo stuff, man. They're into gimmicks. I mean, yeah. throwing dirt on Bristol. Come on. Bristol is the most, I'm, I'm going to say entertaining, because it is entertaining. But Bristol is the most entertaining. It Bristol always seems to competitively even the field, even before we had the new car. Yeah. But the... The people that drive it the most seem to win the most. From It, it takes experience. It takes skill. I don't think the new car is going to take that away, but I, I, I don't want to see a Bristol on dirt. I want my two Bristols back. Completely agree. And that's my biggest fear, the gimmicks, the Smiths gimmicks. Yeah, I agree. And I don't want to take this being something that's special for Atlanta or – I mean, Atlanta is not Tal. Atlanta Daytona and Talladega. It's not the same. It's different. But I think it needs to stay special for Atlanta. I mean, okay, we could do it at Texas because we need to do something at Texas. We either need to tear Texas down and put in. Texas a- needs to be a half a mile. They they need to make it a make that into like a Bristol a bowl. That's a half mile, three quarter mile track, or make it a paperclip. But well, Texas has sucked from day one. Maybe we should Texas into a roval and throw dirt on it. <laughs> <laughs> There's entertainment. It's a gimmick that we haven't tried yet. Smith, come on, Marcus. We're waiting. What's next? No, what, what I well, was you getting- know, Mark. Marcus wants iRacing to design all his tracks. Maybe you need to call iRacing. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I need to work with, maybe if, well, they did that Chicago road course, so I'm sure the street course in Chicago will happen eventually. Maybe we'll get a street course in Chicago on there. Or Look at the tracks course. that have dis- disappeared because of the Smiths. Yeah. But, I mean, was I, it, and I it's been so long, but was it Rockingham that's on the side of a hill? You go down the hill? Going to turn one and two, and then you go back up a hill for a three and four. I think it was Rockingham. 
I'd have to. It's been a while. Look that up. I didn't put that. I mean, up. bring that back. Why don't they take take Texas away and throw back at Rockingham? I mean, Texas is is horrible. I mean, when when we say Atlanta used to be boring, Texas beat that. Whatever comes next, like whatever's worse than boring, that's what Texas is. That's and that's what we're gonna race an all star race at Texas because that takes talent. Like, well, and you know the car <laughs> fixed Las Vegas, which is a cookie cutter mile yeah. and a half. I don't think we need to change any of the mile and a halfs other than Texas until we see how this new car runs on it. Texas, I just don't think this. I think this car is going to do for Texas what this car did for Phoenix. Absolutely nothing. Well, Phoenix was a snooze fest before this car. And that's in my opinion. Texas is going to be no better. Texas is no, I mean, their big screen TV, which I I saw the the Indy race at Texas over the weekend. Apparently, apparently, we thought the Atlanta facility was nasty. But I saw um, Jenna Fryer on Twitter was talking about how SMI really needs Texas because it is apparently even worse than Atlanta. So they might not have even had toilets. You might have just been crapping in a field somewhere, wiping with a leaf. Well, that's what they do in Texas. Everything's bigger. Wipe with a cactus. They're real men there. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the fails. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, isn't that why we have Coda? We're only going to Texas Motor Speedway once. And then we go back for the All-Star race, so technically. Yeah, why do they put that there? What the heck, man? I think we should run the All-Star race in Atlanta around 285. Just... Yeah. yeah. Shut her down. No, we do it in traffic. <laughs> we want to see how talented you are. We want you to do this in Friday traffic. You run on the media. Why don't we run it on? Why don't they run it on Darlington? I would like to see the All Star Race moved personally, just so everybody gets the opportunity to watch it. Just like the championship race, I think every other year, track is is more than enough for a championship race, All Star Race. You know, aren't we going to do three years in Phoenix for the? I think sometimes NASCAR likes to double down on dumb. So they might run Phoenix. Who who knows? Well, in my opinion, it was a great race. I mean, not only did we get good action, we got to see a lot of people with shorts on and cowboy boots that should not have been wearing shorts. Um, we saw a dude in American flag overalls. I thought that was Captain America after he became an alcoholic. The the South version of Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. What about we, the little leprechaun smurf guy? Yeah, I, I forgot all about the leprechaun guy. I did. And then we had the pogo dudes. I mean, who pogo dudes? I mean, they, they bounce and down on pogo sticks for 10 minutes. Boy, the Smiths spent some, they went all out on the entertainment, didn't they? 
I believe the Pogo dudes probably paid this so they could be there. I mean, I think those people buy booths to sell stuff. So, you know, we're, well, probably, we're probably helping the Pogo dudes by talking about them on our podcast. Because if you missed the Pogo dudes. I think they do bar mitzvahs and birthday parties. Definitely. Definitely do. Well, the uh, Smiths should have taken, they should have charged some cash and got old Denny Hamlin a, a bundle of Charmin over at Costco. Next year, I think Denny Hamlin can go around and clean bathrooms. Give that would brush. be awesome. Give him a brush. And... I don't think I've ever seen Denny smile even when he wins. It's kind of like... Uh... It's obvious a on the constipated. Show. Neither one it's of like us a like const- Denny. <laughs> it's like a constipated pucker when he wins. Denny is a trip, <laughs> and not in a good way. <laughs> I'll be honest. I have not liked Denny Hamlin ever since he ran into Dell Jr. And Dell Jr. told TJ Majors, his spotter at the time, he said, TJ, go tell that idiot to get his damn hair out of his eyes so he'll be able to see and quit running into people. By the way, I... That's the thing. I'm a diehard Dell Jr. fan, and I remember things like that. So I don't like Denny because of that. Now, Denny could be best of friends right now. I don't care. I haven't gotten over it. And nor will I. Yeah, I don't think they are because I I listened to the download, and it's not like, oh, Denny and I went so-and-so. We were at the beach or. I went hunting with Denny. It's, you know, it's Martin. He yeah, went hunting with Martin. Do you think they have conversations at night around the campfire, him and Martin? Does Martin I do. I, talkative? I think um, not a huge Martin Truex fan, lack of personality, but like I said earlier, he drove for Dale Jr., so I'll pull for him. I yeah, think absolutely. he's a nice guy, but I don't know much about him. I mean, other than he doesn't have a personality, he can win. He won for Furniture Row, a championship. He knows how to drive. Yeah. I mean, he can win. He's won for the coach. He won for Furniture. Heck, he won at Junior Motorsports. He won at um, Chance Two Racing before Junior Motorsports ever started. So. If he would just, if, if maybe Denny could loan him a little hate and Kyle Bush could lend him a little anger, he would have just enough personality to where we at least love to hate him. Thank I mean, you. I don't love him. I don't hate him. I'm kind of indifferent. He's like one of the few drivers I'm indifferent on. Really don't have an opinion, good or bad. No. And, you know, I hear great things occasionally about he and his wife or his girlfriend. I don't know how, if they're married or not, but their charities and the struggles they've gone through. He's loyal. I know that. Oh, so no. I don't have any. I haven't. Maybe I should stop ragging on him for having no person. I feel bad now. <laughs> That's a first. <laughs> really bad. There's nothing negative about the guy other than no personality. Okay, I'm I'm gonna become a true X fan now. <laughs> no, you won't. 
Well, we'll go. Nothing negative. I got nothing negative to say about race. And next week, we're going all the way out to Texas for Coda. Um, Coda is a 3.4 track, 20 different turns. If you don't know, Coda stands for Circuit of If Jamie, if I'm heading, where do I not want to stay at? All right, well. There's a few places. It's kind of sketchy over there. I was going to try to be negative about their restaurants, but it appears like anywhere around Coda, if it sells tacos, it's almost rated a five out of five. So just eat tacos anywhere. But where you want to be discerning is where you're going to stay. What, should we? Th- if you eat tacos, Coda race. Take a roll of toilet paper. This is an SMI track. And maybe um, there's a theme through, and I looked at all the crappy hotels. There's a three a theme that runs through the crappy hotels in Austin. So where and, we, you know where would I not stay at first? What would be the you don't want the Motel Six Austin Airport. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even say that's that. Just Payola? Payola? Okay. She gave it a one out of five on Google reviews. She says, and there's exclamation points, so I'm going to try to read it as she wrote it. Horrible! Frightening! We arrived at room 120. When we entered, we found cockroaches and a bad smell. Very unpleasant. When we were going to use the bathroom after spending 15 minutes in the room, I realized that it was covered with poop. <laughs> Almost overflowing. My husband went to ask to change rooms. Luckily, they did. But it was a terrible experience. The other rooms stank ugly, too. This bad experience happened to save us a few more dollars. Well, they say that cheap is expensive read the experiences of other people before getting here it is badly rated and as we know cheap is very expensive we paid for two rooms in daytona yeah i mean and then we've got the i mean i mean i'm not understanding what paola is saying here was the whole bathroom covered in poop or was the toilet just overflowing because of her poop or was there other poop in the bathroom? When going to use the bathroom, it was covered with poop. So I would read that. Was the whole toilet or the whole bathroom covered in poop? I was overflowing with poop. I mean, she says it was overflowing with poop. So I'm going to go with, I mean, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt. I think it was probably the toilet was overflowing with poop. But <sighs> Big problem for me. That's worse well, than the hair. That's you don't want to stay at it. You don't want to stay at a cheap hotel in Austin because the Village Motor Inn, Amanda W., 
She gave it two out of five. But when you read her review, you're like, did she miss key it? Should it have been a one out of five on Google reviews? <laughs> she says, I just wanted to start by saying that I just am giving my honest review of the place. We stayed the weekend in Austin. We got to the hotel. It's not family oriented, which I don't know what that means. But don't bring your family. I was just there with my friends for vacations. So we didn't care. The room definitely needs a deep cleaning. It seems that there was some sort of feces or blood on the bathroom door. The sheets on the bed had stains on them and had crumbs on top of the sheets. If you're looking for a place to crash for the night, and don't care about that or the location, then go for it. LOL. Mm, so, no, this is not a place just for a shower. I don't think. I'm sorry if you, which is poo, she had poo poo on the door. If there's poo poo on the door, I'm. How did they get on the door? What the hell? All right, look. Maybe if someone slammed the door while did someone slammed the door while someone was bending over on the other side. I mean, what I did, the? Hell? I guess that's what she didn't clarify. Is that poo poo on the inside of the door? Or outside. I. It's very confusing. Well, I mean, I mean, ugh. I don't care if you put the poo. There's a problem. Poo poo goes in the toilet. On the door. When you're cleaning that room, I mean, which they don't clean these rooms. We'll just be honest. They don't have room service. If we read the review for your hotel on this show, you do not have housekeeping. There's no housekeeping. No. There's poo-poo on the door. I'm going to go with inside. That way, you know, management opens it up, goes, yep. That's good. That's what we're going for. They probably didn't see see the poo-poo on the door because the bathroom door was shut and the poop was on the inside. That's my thought. I mean, uh, it's, I don't know. I guess you're lucky if you stay at one of these hotels and the bed's made. I, I mean, mean, really. Yes. Well, the, I village, mean, the village motor in, I mean, that doesn't sound like a nice hotel anyway. But maybe well, we also have her. the deluxe. Maybe listen to this. I think I found the people that stayed in Amanda's room before her, and they checked out and went to the deluxe inn in Austin. And this is Ted F. at the deluxe inn. He says, and he rated the deluxe inn one out of five. I think they were over at the Village Motor Inn first, but he says price was so low for a single queen, but still too expensive for what you get. Room was dirty, but the odor was the worst. I imagine 100 old perfumed grandmas just finished bridge club before we occupied the room, and I, I don't want to know what it was covering up. Communal toilet plunger was located outside under the stairwell. Yes, my girlfriend clogged the toilet. It was a fitting metaphor to sum up our stay. 
So first of all, this is not his ex-girlfriend because I don't know. No, you put that on your review? <laughs> what the hell? At this hotel, and my girlfriend, she took a massive one and clogged up the toilet. Yeah. Words to um, get married by. <laughs> she had so many good tacos. Yep. That she dropped a K2 out of her butt into the toilet. A K2 well, maybe, Wilson football. Well, maybe it was poop on the inside of the door then. <laughs> yeah, because it was like, you know, Mike Kuszewski was there. He would have gone, he shoots. He scores. Well, it'd be she. Yeah, I, he scores. <laughs> So I think Amanda got the room at the Village Motor M after Ted vacated it and went over to the Deluxe Inn in Austin. And if that's the case, Ted cannot choose a hotel. I'm still... we're not. You and I are not the brightest two people. We're not the sharpest tools in the shed. No, 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 no. But when we left the Bimbo Inn or whatever it was called, the Beach House of Horrors. We found a decent hotel room. We we're like, we don't care what we're spending now. Oh, no doubt. I mean, that was poop on the inside of a bathroom door is definitely a, a loser bomb. It's definitely an LB. Total LB. And how you got it on the doorknob or on the door. I mean, some things we shouldn't. And I'm glad they didn't share it with their reviews because Shelly last week. Oh, Shelly. <laughs> Shave Shelly. Yeah. Ugh. I'm struggling. <laughs> wow, well, I mean, Shelly. I've never heard of a communal toilet plunger. Do they put a tag? You think it's got like a big sticker on it so you don't steal it like a chain man? Far enough to reach, <laughs> to reach the toilet? It's got like a four two by four so they can <laughs> see you hauling it to your car. Amanda's trying to steal the communal plunger. Go get her. <laughs> what what qualifies? Well, let's rephrase. What qualifies as a motel these days is ridiculous. It's just it's unsafe. It's sad that people pay money. It is saying something that bad. I mean, homeless people. And you think with COVID, they would be cleaner with COVID. Well, you think that you think Coda's bad. We're going to be in Bristol here in two weeks. I can't wait. Bristol is the only time we went to the Bristol race, and it's the only time I've ever seen a drive through dentist. Hmm. A liquor store and a gas station. So you get your bottle of liquor, a loaf of bread, fill the car up, and a set of dentures all through a drive through. Nice. So I can't well, we wait have hotel reviews for Bristol. <laughs> oh, they're coming. I, I spent a whole week laughing my ass off reading them all. <laughs> well, well, we got the roadway in and at University downtown, which this is a long this isn't a long way. It's probably ten miles from the track. I've mapped it. But and this is I'm guessing April is a college student because she went there with her dad and she says my dad and I agreed that this was the worst experience we've ever had in the United States. Wow. 
I don't consider myself to be a diva about accommodations, but I've had better experiences in third world countries. <laughs> Check-in took nearly a half an hour with no one else in line. The first room we were offered cl clearly hadn't been cleaned. The beds hadn't even been made. Towels were in the tub, etc. The second room we went to was apparently clean, but the bed skirt was ripped, a lampshade was missing, and the main light above the bathroom didn't even work. The employee who came to check it out literally hit the switch with his fist to try to fix it. That's where you start at. We opted... Yeah, that's, you know, that'll <laughs> work, and or you'll get electrocuted. We opted to stay one night in the third room that was given to us, only because I didn't want to waste any more time getting settled. As it was, I was an hour later. It was an hour later than planned for helping us set up an event. The room was mostly clean, but I was glad I had cleaning supplies with me because there were visible splatters on the toilet that came off easily when I sprayed with cleaner and wiped. The final straw, the meat straw, I guess, that made us decide to book another hotel for the remaining three nights of our trip was the water pressure. The third room was on the third floor, and the flush couldn't handle even a few squares of toilet paper, much less anything soft. So she's, she's very well-spoken. She's not willing to say poop. Yeah. Our solution for our one night there was to fill our ice bucket through the sink and fill up the tank between flushes. This was a pain, obviously. Aside from the room quality, I did not feel safe. It was right off the freeway with signs of homelessness, camp, and even broken windows in one of the rooms. Very run down and sketchy. Several Wi-Fi options for roadway, or roadway spelled differently, made me unsure which one was the legitimate one and which might be bait for data gatherers. Just do yourself a favor and avoid this motel room at all cost. So April was probably the best, the most well-spoken of any review we've read so far. It was me stuttering that screwed it up, but I'll be honest. Once I again, I think April's up to something shady. I think her dad running around trying to find hotel rooms to cook meth in. Why else would you have all them cleaning supplies? So, but maybe... she wouldn't even go poop, dude. She said a few squares of toilet paper, much less anything solid. So she was she wouldn't even use the word poop, and we've got three others that did. Yeah, but that, just because she's making meth in hotel rooms, don't mean she's dumb. She's obviously an entrepreneur. And she's well-spoken. She really is. Maybe she's running the operation. I mean, Pablo's, Pablo Escobar, very well-spoken guy here. So Well, meth you don't have to make in Columbia. She just makes it in Austin. And, you know, being a college town, there's probably tons of people wanting it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's Well, if you're heading to Coda this week, stay at the roadway inn do not stay at the motel six by the airport and definitely whatever you do 
do not stay at the village motor inn because there will be poo on the wall. Oh, don't forget the deluxe then. Oh, communal plunger. And your girlfriend will clog the toilet. Your ex girlfriend. But, but really, if you go to Coda, you'll, I'm telling you, you can see why every single one of the, and all of them had poop issues. I mean, I had just read ones that amused me more than others, but just Google best taco in Austin, and there's like 500 taco shacks or stands, and they're all rated 4.2 to 4.9 with a 1,000 reviews. So get a taco and get a nice hotel room because if you don't, you will crap all over the room the toilet won't flush, and you'll have to get your dad to bring you an ice bucket to fill up the tank for solid stuff. Yeah, that just sounds horrible. So we're going to well, Coda. There's 20 different turns going left and right. Um, Coda has hosted Formula One races, Indy races, MotoGP races, the X Games at Coda. Willie Nelson's played at Coda. Elton John's played at Coda. I mean, it's they have zip lining at Coda. I mean, it's a very cool. We've only raced there at NASCAR as NASCAR. So I don't have a lot of statisticals going into the race, really, to give you. But you know, it's you got anything on the track? I mean, the track was built uh, a lot. Well. In a news conference on July 27, 2010, Tavo Helmund announced plans to build a track on 890 acres of undeveloped land in southeastern Travis County. Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. You just covered all the other races that are there. It's fairly new. Wasn't um, this track built for... F1. Is that the United States Grand Prix, yeah. Okay. This this uh, Red McCombs is the largest investor there. He wanted to call it Speed City, but they decided they were going to sell naming rights for $7 million. No one did it, so someone called it the Circuit of Americas at press time on April 12, 2011, and it stuck. Okay. Whatever works, right? I mean... I mean, last year, I'm not sure. I didn't see the race, even though I was watching it very well, because it was raining so hard. Um, you know, Chase won. Together. Chase won, even though he's about to run out of gas. Well, Chase won. Yeah. That's what it was. I mean, you got Kyle Larson finished second. Um, Chase Elliott won. I think Kyle. Joey was third. Ross Chastain fourth. Almondinger was fifth, but he's just a ringer for a road course anyway. Chase, Chase Briscoe Brisco sixth. Here. Michael right. McDowell. El he Reco. He's the loser bomb of the week for sure. Total LB, dude. Total oh, LB. I mean, how many times have we seen this LB come into a perfect situation in Atlanta and just screw it up. Total loser bomb. Hey, Michael McDowell screwed up Atlanta 
just like a typical loop. So, yeah, you're 100% right on that one. We what should go to a trophy store and get a bomb on it and hand this out. I mean, yeah, yeah the LB Award. I mean, for Atlanta, for making a, a once great Atlanta race, it's only been one, but really, that was the biggest loser bomb of the race. Just total ineptitude. That was a word for today. You notice it had like three syllables in it. Yeah, that's too much for me. I bet I bet Daryl in front of us with the Kentucky waterfall. He would, couldn't uh, say it. Would not use that word. <laughs> no. Tyler Reddick came in nine and Kyle Bush ten. You know so, who you got? Get your fantasy if you got your fantasy picks ready. Well, I do. And I'm going with Blaney again. Okay. I don't like Fords, but... He finished 17th just, last year. He did. But I'm going with Blaney. Chase would be the easy pick. But I'm going with Blaney. I think you're crazy if you um, put Chase Elliott on your fantasy team this year. Well, Chase is number two. Just when you're making your NASCAR fantasy picks on the NASCAR app, I think you'd be crazy not sell it as my driver for the week either. But I'm just saying four picks, so you might as well put them on there. Uh, For my two dark horses, I am going to go Kirk Busch and A.J. Allmendinger. I was wondering if the day. I like the dinger. I love I love AJ. He's just a cool dude. He's got that he's got raw passion that I just enjoy watching. He's entertaining. Oh, that's a shocker. Fans like entertainment. Oh, do we? Is so, that why they have the carnival outside the track? That well, was disappointing not- though. Donkeys jumping into swimming pools, so I was kind of pissed. I was kind of hoping for that. But <laughs> The free what race entertainment was lacking, but it's a dismiss on it. Well, they had um, what was his name? Pogo dudes. No, the Kenny Billy, Billy Kenny, or I see. I don't nobody had heard of. Dude, nobody heard of that guy. So let me. Oh, so it wasn't just us? No, no, no. I, I, I found us that we were talking to. Who knew who the heck the guy was either? I'm not gonna. I don't remember his name, so I can't bash him. But my picks for the week. My first pick. to the guy who eight. Mr. Alex Bowman. My driver pick is going to be Carson. Because I think he would have won the. Five one range shortened. My dark horses are going to be who. I um, I went with Kurt and Almadinger. Okay. Um, and Corey LaJoy. Boy, LaJoy, didn't he come in fifth at Atlanta? Yeah, he finished fifth. So... I... 
I don't know if that's his career best finish ever, but it's the best finish he's had that I remember in recent memory that wasn't a rain-shortened race. I mean, he earned every second of that fifth-place finish yesterday. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Austin Cindric and Corey LaJoy as my dark horses for Sunday's race. That's a good pick, Corey LaJoy. Oh, yeah, you can't go wrong there. Well, man, um, you got anything else? Just we'll be uploading our... What was his name? Reb? You had a different name for him. Daryl. Frank Porno Star. Daryl. Yeah. We'll upload some pictures from the track. We we didn't do any selfies. I don't know. We We were just there. But the racing was so good, but we didn't want to take time out. I mean, I've got some pictures of cars going around the We'll put it all up on our our website is racecarbackwards.com dot com plus on twitter at, at car backwards you know remember to like the show follow us retweet our tweets um subscribe rate us whatever else you can do on spotify and apple music or apple podcast um other than that i appreciate you listening and have a great week as daniel suarez says adios y'all have a good one later thank you Thanks for listening to Race Car Spelled Backwards.